How many people have been on more than four calls today? Raise your hand. Yeah, it's just, they've discovered, oh, people are at home. They can't get away. We'll just have meetings. It's, ah. Hello, everyone. Hold on. Yeah, Rose. Oh. Okay, Carlos here, I guess. Um, okay, I am going to have a watch. I'm going to call this meeting to order at 8.03. Uh, can we say a pledge? Do you may have a flag? We'll forego the pledge. You have a flag there, Jerry? You have everything else. There's one one behind my head. <gasps> there we go. Can we, say, can we pledge to the flag behind Mark? All right, let's try it. We're, we're pledging to the flag, right? Not to Mark, right? No, to the flag. Yeah, to the flag. Okay. Okay. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, right. liberty and justice for all. Even Mark Garfalo. Okay. Um, roll call, please, Louise. I think you're on. Did she go away? No, I'm on. Okay, you want to take rule, Louise? <laughs> yep, Mr. Bowers. Ray, your speaker's off. Off, though. All right. There it is. Oh, my God. Mr. Bowers. <laughs> Present. Oh, is he in? Yes, I'm here. Mr. But Mr. Butler. Here. Carloni. Present. Mr. Forte. Here. Mr. Gray. Present. Mr. Gray. Present. Mr. Malerba. Here. Ms. Bertosa. Mr. Palastro. Here. Mr. Capolo. Capolo. No Capolos. Miss Subject. Here. Okay, you got a quorum. Brian Capolo is here, though. It's indicate that he is here. <clears throat> Where is he at? I don't know. It says it on the screen. I see him, Brian. It's Bry. Okay, Bry's here. Hey, Bry. Okay, you have a full slate. Thank you very much. All right. Um, my understanding is we can't make any changes to the agenda because this is a special meeting. So I'm assuming the agenda we have is correct, right, Keith? Yes, ma'am. Right. Um, is there anyone? I see some public here. Is there anyone from the public who wishes to speak? From the public who wishes to speak? Anybody from the public who wishes to speak? No. Well, that was a speaking thing. So, okay. <laughs> okay, uh, item number, does everybody have an agenda so you can see where we're headed? We're all good. Um, okay, so we have- Madam Chair. A, 
Yes. Madam Chair. Yes. If I could just ask everybody, if you're not speaking, if you could mute your own phone because they're, they're surface noise and then it's hard to hear the voices. So if you are not speaking, please mute your own phone. And if you want to speak, just unmute yourself. It, it'll be more efficient that way. Thank you, Mark. Very true. Okay. Um, because it says a possible thing, it makes it difficult to put it in the form of a motion so we can discuss it, but let's go for it. Uh, do I have a motion to increase our revenue line 6610 6000 by $46,784.21? And then on the other side for expenditures, uh, start a new line called Corona Expenses and put the same amount in that line. Do I hear a motion? I'll make a motion for that. Who was that? Mike. Okay, Mike uh, made the motion a second. I'll second. Carlo? Yep. Okay, and Carlo made a second. So, Keith, could you uh, give us information about this, please? And also, we should have in our attachments, I think there's a list of corona expenses. Yes, ma'am. There's a, uh, should be a two page uh, document, corona related expenses non-salary um okay. what the, the first item here is um the forty-six thousand seven eighty-four was at the end of april we received a check from the irs and and it was for the 2015 uh city payroll that they did a review and we had a refund coming to us as a municipality with the amount of forty-six thousand seven eighty-four. yes 2015 uh, so what that means was when they audited our taxes that we paid as a municipality, the employer taxes were overpaid, and this is a refund for that year. So this check came in in the middle of Corona, autonomous of Corona, separate, nothing to do with Corona. We knew that we had Corona expenses coming as a result of what has transpired since March. So what, what we're doing here, and keep in mind, the Corona expenses are going to get reimbursed at 75% of each dollar. So what I'm proposing here is to take the unanticipated revenue, recognize it, therefore increasing the revenue line, take that revenue, create an expense line in the amount of 46,784. Then from there, we're gonna book the expenses that you see on the two page Corona related expense document to that for, against that 46,784. We get 70%, it's, they're telling us 70, we think it's 75, but I use 70 because it's the conservative of the two numbers. We're going to get reimbursement on that. So theoretically, year to date, we spent 38783 We're going to get back 27148 of, of that 38000 And then that would go back into your budget. So what this basically is doing is creating a line, both on the revenue and expense side, for us to book the corona expenses, then apply for reimbursement, and get the 70 to 75% on each dollar expended. So the motion first in item six is to recognize the revenue since it was unanticipated. That would increase the unanticipated adjusted budget by the 46,000, allow us to create an expense line. We transferred and book all the expenses for Corona related to that line item. And then we seek reimbursement from FEMA. The advantage of using this newfound money is that we're not tapping into your operating budget. We're not having to transfer from any of the lines to the Corona line. And then we're going to get reimbursement on what we expend. 
Now, I noted just for purposes of transparency, I noted these are non-payroll related expenses. Payroll related expenses are going to be reimbursed as well, but we have very few right now. It's mostly related to the custodians um, at the uh, at the city and at the PD. So we will capture them in the in the payroll line and seek reimbursement for them as well. But the 46784 is just to allow us to book the expenses non-payroll uh, to the operating budget with no impact to the current budget that you've adopted. Uh, any questions from the board on the setup or on the expenses themselves? Keith, when did that check come in from the state? The end of uh, April. We didn't even know it was coming, Chris. We opened the mail and we got a check with nothing attached to it. Then like a week later, we got the letter that says, hey, we're reimbursing you, watch for the check. It's a reimbursement from your 2015 payroll taxes. So that's when we figured out what it was for. Five years later, wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So kid, what's gonna happen with the uh, laptops? That you needed to get for the remote log in the 10 laptops once the corona is over and well if it's not once we're back to normal operating i should say um some people are going to still use them from home uh we're finding that people are working outside of the normal uh, daily um, you know nine to five eight to four so they'll be able to utilize them from home in the evenings and weekends which people are working you know beyond the normal work day which is very interesting uh thing just to watch transpire the second thing is some people, I know too, that don't want desktop replacements. They rather take their laptop, plug it into their monitors and use their laptop as their CPU. So they're not gonna go away and they're gonna be part, become part of the work fiber for the employees who did receive them. Okay. We also established, just so you know, a VPN. We can get is there was an event. The finding is this event on a macro level is is it has forced us to take some steps we should maybe have taken years ago. It's forcing us to utilize technology to be more efficient, and it's also highlighting where we have efficiencies and where we have inefficiencies, and that'll be a discussion for a later day with the board, where we see some opportunity to streamline what we what service we provide, but also do it at less cost. But for the purpose of the motion today. That's a discussion for another day, but the laptops will continue to be utilized by those that they've been assigned to. Okay, thank you. The other question would be, how many signs did we get that said do not enter? Uh, Pam has the exact count. I do not know that, but it was at least eight to 10. There was all Whittick Park has them. Uh, uh, the uh, Payton Field area has them. There's about six at the Payton Field House. So I can okay. get your hard count on that. Okay. And they were just made out of like paper or plastic, right? Yeah, that uh, like that plastic where if you look through the top, it's got that little accordion look to it. All right. Just making sure they didn't have any like gold or silver. In them. No, All no, right. they're, they're just, they're not paper so they can sustain wind and rain. Okay. Uh, any other questions for Keith? Keith. Hey, Keith. Keith. Just Keith, Carlo? Just going, just, just going back to the refund, it, since we got one for 2015, do you anticipate getting more for last current years or no you can't tell i i don't know we, we we've been on the phone with them almost six times trying to get a definitive explanation and forget it you know you can't get a human 
So once we get somebody to understand, once we get someone to explain it to us, uh, we'll dig, dig back in 16, 17, 18, 19, see if the same situation applied. But remember the tax tables changed in those years. So I can't predict Carlo without, without understanding what made up this refund. Yeah, uh, I just so go back Judy, it was nine signs that we acquired. Thank you, Keith. Right. Any other questions for uh, Keith? Yeah. Yeah, hold on. Okay. Can can you guys hear Rose or just I can hear her? Okay. Oh, we got money back from uh what was it, payroll taxes? Yeah, employer payroll taxes. Unexpected, like like a windfall, so to speak. And so they're putting it into an account. So that, and we have also unexpected expenses because of the corona. So they kind of match up well enough that it gives us a way to take care of that without upsetting anybody's cart. Okay. Huh? Judy. One second. Yeah, it Rose is sorry in, to I'm sorry to interrupt your conversation, but perhaps if uh she wants to uh i could call her back i could call her and talk her through trying to get on because it seems a little bit um yeah she's not gonna be able to understand anything hey rose i'm gonna have mark's gonna call you and see if we can get you a better hookup here okay uh okay but but you just have to be able to hear you don't need a microphone to hear and then you, uh, it's okay if it's just when you say yes or no, if you vote on something, but if I stop and explain anything to you, this meeting's gonna be very long. So uh, let me, let you talk to Mark and see if you guys work something better out, okay? Okay, thank you, bye. Okay, Mark, she's all yours, thank you. Okay, if there are no more thank questions, you. then uh, do, uh, we have a motion and a second, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Okay, motion carries. Thank uh, you, Ben. Let's see. Number seven, I'm not even understanding the question here. So, could well, we, it's, let's it's have the discussion first. Somebody explain that for me, please. Yeah, this was based upon the motion prior to it. Yeah. If you recall, I just stated that the, the reimbursement of that Corona line is non-payroll. That the payroll oh, gotcha. will be continued yeah. to be paid out of the payroll. So I'll turn this over to the chief because they do have overtime for their custodian. And just like we have overtime for the city hall custodian, at this time, their overtime account is getting to the end. So we wanted to present to you a solution um, and then decide which one we wanted. And then we're going to have the same issue in about three weeks for the city hall. So if I could turn it over to Jerry, we'll talk about which is the best and then agree uh, you know, collaboratively which way we want to go forward on that. Custodian for the PD's uh, salary line. Chief, all yours, sir. Okay. So uh, the line in question is uh, 3100 150 0150. It's called administrative overtime. It uh, originally funded at $900. And uh, what that is for is basically for our non sworn staff overtime. So if we have snow removal, uh, in off hours because we're open 24-7, weekends, uh, if I need my administrative staff to come in to prep for something off hours, that's what that line is primarily for. Uh, we had a, a very light winter, so we were able to utilize it, and we came in every weekend during Corona. Uh, this is our custodian, 
and uh, he used uh, uh, basically sanitized the building, cell blocks, cars, uh, et cetera, and, and knock on wood right now, we're at zero uh, corona absences. So uh, uh, we're good on that. Um, so what we're looking for is uh, we need about $400 to make the fiscal year because uh, we're almost expended on that. And the, uh, the question is, uh, do we want to supply it out of someplace with your budget or we want to do a transfer out of my budget because I, I do have surpluses? Or transfer it from Corona to his salary line. Is it regardless, my, regardless, my surpluses are coming back. Right? I'm sorry, Jerry, this is directly Corona related then, right? You wouldn't have had this otherwise? Directly Corona related and reported to the city as a Corona uh, expense that will be reimbursable. Okay. So Judy, since it's, we, we put Corona, we're putting Corona expenses in the expense line, this is a salary line. <clears throat> if, if the board wishes to utilize part of this 40, uh, 40, uh, uh, hang on, part of the 40, uh, 46.784. Then what we would do is make a motion to transfer the amount from the new Corona line to the um, salary okay. line. Okay, thank you very about. much, Mark. Bye-bye. Okay. So we're looking right now at our own Corona other than this expenses that are like 11006 right? Well, that's the net after reimbursement. Right now our expenses are 38783 already allocated out of the uh, 46000 Right, so even there we have 8,000 left over, but we're gonna have more when we get the reimbursement. So we are. this would not be, do we expect any other kind of Corona expenses, any other items? Of course, we don't know what's gonna happen, I guess, exactly. Um, we don't know the magnitude, but we do expect more items. For example, part of the return to work requires us as the employer to provide PPE for the employees. Uh, so for example, Masks have to be provided to the employees, so we, we are going to be requiring an adequate number of masks where we have the, uh, some have their own uh, material cotton mask, we have to provide the uh, paper ones, so we're going to be requiring a couple, probably one to two thousand of those because one mask lasts two to three days, and we have to give it to every employee as the employer, so my point is there are going to be more corona-related expenses coming in the next two to three weeks, especially as the rollout plan comes in. So for example, just to be you know transparent with you, there are certain things that we're going to be pricing out from a from a plant operations perspective, such as we have to have plastic shields before the public comes in between our employees and the public. So we're in the middle of pricing all that out, Judy. So I, I just want everyone to know more expenses are coming, but we'll come back to the board because the, the, the amount we have is not going to be enough. But we could absorb that salary, uh, refunishing that salary line with what we have. And then as additional expenses come, we will have to come back to you because they're, they're going to be, uh, it's a cash flow issue. We're going to have to get the money up front and then seek reimbursement. So uh, there will be more expenses coming, absolutely. As the finance person, do you have a preference to where we do this? Which way we do it? Um, Just you know, I'd, I'd rather take it out of the corona and transfer it there so that when we apply for FEMA for reimbursement, it's all coming out of one bucket. You know what I mean? We can easily okay. grab what's Corona related. So, so I think that would be uh, would be advantageous for us in the long run. Okay. Um, we would have to move that then up to the working balance and then over to the uh, police line, right? Correct, ma'am. Okay. So 
And how much is the amount? Let me see. It was right here. It is. Jerry, what do you need? You want to do the you want to do the the four fifty? You want to do nine hundred? Just because we know more is coming. No, I'm good with four hundred. That's all I need for the fiscal year, and, and I'm going to have surpluses that get returned as okay. well. So four hundred dollars. Okay. That's it. Um, and which line was that, Jerry? Which one of your lines is it that it'll go into? Yeah. Um, uh, so your uh, department thirty one hundred. 150 0150. Okay, what's our working balance? I don't have a thing in front of me here. Keith, I just have a quick question. When we go to buy the gloves, mask, whatever we need, are we going to go looking to go with other cities to, to buy more at a better price, or we're not looking into that? Uh, we are my my, my pause and, and chuckle is we are, but it's now becoming the survival of the fittest and who's grabbing them first. There's no more love in the in the in the in the house anymore. Everybody's grabbing what they can from whoever. So unfortunately, uh, capitalism is taking place and they're driving up the prices. But George Logan gave us hundreds of them to get us through these last couple of weeks. But we did buy them from the same provider that gives the Derby PD their products. So we were able to secure the price that they use, but towns are competing with each other, like just like it was with the ventilators, Carlo. You know, everyone wants to work together until you don't get one, and then everybody breaks off. So we, we are getting prices that are um, in line with what the PD pays, but everyone's trying to grab what they can. We're, you know, everyone's robbing from each other. One second. So let's get a motion out here and then the board uh, can do more questions. So do I hear a motion to transfer uh, $400 from our new Corona related expenses account for which I don't have a number yet? I want to move that up to the working balance 8400-390-0390 and from that account move it back down to the police account 3100-150-0150. I'll make the motion. Motion by Rose? Okay. Yes. I'll second it. Who was that? Rob. Rob seconded. Okay. Any other questions or discussion before we take a vote? We're all good. Okay. All in favor? All right. Aye. 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 Opposed? Okay. Motion carries. All right. Um, number eight okay so we would do do i hear a motion to increase our uh, miscellaneous revenue account six thousand six ten six thousand by thirty five thousand dollars and on the other side for expenditures increase the adult materials line fifty five hundred one sixty oh one sixty by twenty three thousand dollars and with the balance going into the children materials 5500 160 0, 161 Are your motion then we can discuss No move. Hello? Do I hear a motion? I'll make the motion. Is that Carlo? Yep. Okay. And do I hear a second? 
I'll second that. It's Brian Capolo here. Okay, Brian, second. Thank you. Uh, who would like uh, Nicole? I think you're here. No, that, we'll take this. Uh, this is simply okay. this is simply a pass through. It has no impact on the Derby uh, tax board budget. It's simply taking thirty three thousand of what I'll call grant money to to the library and booking it on the revenue side. And just as you know, we have to balance the expenditure side. They requested that they put $23,000 in adult materials and 12,000 in children materials. No impact on the tax board. It's simply booking the revenue and then increasing expenses so they could expend the money. Okay, thank you, Keith. Any questions from the board? Okay, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, motion carries. Okay, uh, number nine, and before we move on to the police department, uh, Keith would like to address the board and give us kind of an update summary of where we're at and what's going on. Keith. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, just, this is just to give a backdrop to, to what we're, we're facing as a board and as a city as we prepare to go into the, to the budget deliberations. Um, we, we all know what's happening out there, you know, unemployment skyrocketing 20, 30%, pick a number somewhere in there. Um, people are starting to feel a pinch in real estate and commercial real estate. We have, we have employers and employees who, who are working companies that we don't know if they're going to be there in a matter of weeks. So I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, but that's the backdrop of how we're trying to build a model for our taxes for next year when if you look at the tax collection for this year, once again, we've collected 98, 99% of what you budgeted on real estate and uh, taxes and personal property and motor vehicle actually came in higher. Um, that's always been what has really been the, the numbers for this board and for this city for the last decade. Derby pay, taxpayers pay their taxes. Derby real businesses pay their taxes. You've used 98, 90%, 99%. People have always said, well, that's, that's high. But it's always happened in Derby. We've always collected that 97 to 99% religiously year after year. So going into the budget building for this year, um, we, we built the expense side of it. And we're, we're, we're a little behind because we did just finalize medical last week. And then we tweaked it again this morning. We have the property and liability, which are the two, two big insurances. Um, and those were slightly behind normal schedule. So we got those figures. Now we start to say, okay, what do we do for revenue? We have figures from the state like we always do, uh, but they have the ability to modify and change those. So we've come to a point where we have to go forward. We have to proceed and build a model and a budget with what information we know as of the moment. Now we are slightly behind on a schedule, but, but that's okay because we wanna be as, more, as most accurate as we possibly can. Now, one of the things that, that the executive order provided uh, was to allow taxes that are due July 1, normal statutory days is July 1, people have to July 30th to pay. It was an executive order to give municipalities one of two choices. One was to allow payment to go past July 31st and due by October 1 with no, no penalty. The second option was to allow the, the due date to remain the same, but add a penalty that's not the 18%, but a reduced percentage, the 3% as the penalty. When we looked at both models, we, we, we felt option one was the best, best option, which is to take 
taxes due July 1 statutorily, which gives it to July 31 because of the grace period, and allow them to be paid by 10-1. From a cash flow basis, the reason we took that option is that, I'll call it deferment, does not apply to taxes that are paid out of escrow or by banks. Because theoretically, someone who's going to be paying their taxes through their escrow for July 1 has been paying into their escrow this whole fiscal year. So on July, by July 31st, they tend to do it the last week in July, the banks will, will transmit all of the taxes due for the properties that have taxes paid in escrow. From a cash flow perspective, that model gives us about $6.2 million by July 31st. That's equivalent to the number, the dollars paid in taxes by banks for escrow. By taking option one, we know from a cash flow perspective that by July 31st, we have just over $6 million to operate our city. That was the better option than allowing people to delay with a lower interest rate because if let's say the escrows didn't pay or homeowners didn't pay, we would be guessing at the, the cash flow, what would we have to pay and how would we cover our expenses? So homeowners who own their houses outright get the benefit of the 7-1 to 10-1 delay, but those who pay their taxes in escrow, it's, 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 it's irrelevant to them, it's invisible because the escrow gets paid on what they're paying this year. So we know we're getting 6 million in, in real estate taxes by 731. We don't know who else is not going to be able to pay their taxes because of the economy. We don't know what commercial real estate is going to delay paying taxes because their tenants aren't paying. And we don't know what personal property is still going to be in play because small, small businesses and uh, you know personal businesses may not be around in two or three months. So as we build this model that we're going to present to you on, on now Tuesday, there's a lot of unknown here, folks, and, and, and the unknown um, as I call it in probability decision-making, the unknown is greater this coming fiscal year than any other prior year. You know, if we used to say, okay, we're going to reduce real estate by 3%, okay, no harm, no foul. But there's a lot of unknown right now. So we had real insurance has just come in recently. We had the fear of the unknown in our real estate and our commercial property taxes. We still have that. And then we had the modification in taxes, which impacted our, uh, impacted our cash flow. So we have entered all of the budget. We have it for all department heads. We're gonna send it off to you. But uh, Mark, can you put up that other slide? The one that says uh, the 21, 2021, uh, the thing I gave you to put up? Yeah, uh, give me a second. Okay. Sorry. What so, does the uh, grand list look like this year, Keith? Uh, Betsy, well, we have a number. Again, that was as of 10-1. We also have to do the reval, right? So that reval is gonna be done. They're gonna present something to you where we're not gonna do the hard reval, but we do more of a statistical. And there was a slight increase in the grand list. But again, Judy, that's a, that's a number assuming people pay the 70% taxes on that, right? So no, we, I know, I just wonder what the base was yeah, that we're paying. It went up a little bit, it went up a couple million. Okay. Um, so in addition to the backdrop, Mark's trying to find a slide I, I wanted to put up that says, okay, those are the variables that we're, we have on the board, which is percent collection, what are we gonna see in commercial real estate, who's gonna be able to pay their personal taxes. But you have a couple of items that we know are hitting the 2021 budget um, that are substantial. Mark, you able to get that or? Yes, it didn't, it didn't load up to the, to the website. So just give it a second, sorry. 
because it came in it came in this evening so give me a minute okay well he's waiting for that you you have the td bank uh lease if you remember you went with johnson with the city as a city went with johnson's controls to do an energy management enhancement program and the way that program works is is we we did energy enhancements worth about 5.5 million and the return uh the savings from those energy enhancements on the utility bills is supposed to cover the expense of the debt that's the theory on a on a, on a piece of paper part of that um program was half of that you know five and change million was to put solar panels into the city um and and they were going to give us about 70 percent of the return that would theoretically cover the expense of the lease payment well unfortunately much of the project is complete except for the solar panels the solar panels were about eight months in delay uh, but now they're going 10 or 11 because of a corona johnson controls have has really furloughed almost the entire workforce so the theory when the city signed that that energy management contract was to have the work done eight months ago right so we're on item one here so the theory was eight months ago thank you mark was eight months ago the city was going to have all of these energy enhancement projects completed by johnson controls including the solar panel and then your annual lease payment, which is 330000 a year, which was adopted by the Board of Aldermen, would be covered by the savings that we would see on our utility bills. The reality of that is we are not going to see savings in, in 1920, which the original plan had savings of about 400000 in 1920. We are not seeing that because the panels are not done. Then for 2021, the theory was that that the savings would be greater than the 330,000 you have next year for a Johnson uh, TD bank lease to cover Johnson controls. There is most likely no way we're gonna see savings in 2021. If this install of the panels is now 10 months delayed, we're in May of, of 20, we're gonna get to May of 21 very quickly. And even if the panels are in, in 10 months or 11 months, you're not gonna see savings at 21, 22. So I share, these are what I'm calling new drivers. They're, they're items coming around the corner as we start to discuss the budget. And the first one is you have a $330,000 payment next year for Johnson's control, for TD Bank for Johnson's control, plus 120,000 due, which is this year's payment that got deferred because there's no savings. So right out of the gate, you're dealing with those two items that are gonna hit your expense side. If you recall in 2019, fire gear was leased. There's a there's a whole fire a leasing for the fire gear and the turnout gear. That's hitting the budget next year for 80,000. In the current year, there's a trash increase of 24,000, which was done after your budget was adopted. There was a, a price increase, so we have to pick that increase up in July one. Um, this next one, public works salaries, is is one that we're looking at closely here. There's some over uh, shortages in some other lines, but right now the public ones retain public works retainer two is short about 60 grand. I, I'm not worried about that because we're going to be able to make it up with transfers within the public works. But think about next year, you start off by adding that 60 grand to that that salary line, right? Because you have to start from what the two expenses are this year. So I share this not to to be concerned because I believe we're going to give you a roadmap how to how to cover these. I know we will. But before we start adding dollar one to the 2021 budget, 
you're adding the 330, the 120, the 80, the 24, and the 60. Okay, that's on the expense side. Betsy and I are talking about how to give you a fair model on what we think collections are going to be and, and revenue is going to be on the revenue side. Um, that creates the framework of, of where we are when we start talking with you on, uh, it was going to be Thursday, but I know it's next Tuesday, um, with the operating budget. Uh, I did not put in here the Board of Ed is you know, asking for approximately a million dollars, and there's some other very small increases in the other operating budgets. Nothing that, other than the items on this page, Board of Ed and um, the general wage increases, the, 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 these are the big heavy hitters. So here's the plan. The plan was to have tonight a new original discussion or last night, the original this presentation by the Board of Ed, which is you know projected or presented million dollar increase in the PD. Thursday, we were gonna to start to go over the operating. That'll be next Tuesday. And we'll go Tuesday and Thursday and we'll keep going to, till we come to a final number. And then we'll do the public hearing and whatnot, probably in early June. Um, the goal is to be done by that second week in June with a vote and that a published period so that Denise could get the tax bills out. The tax bills are gonna be a little different this year um, in that they have that new statutory executive order that we're gonna to have to put language on to be very, very clear with the taxpayers so they understand. Now, what I wanna to stress to everybody is that delay from 7-1 to 10-1 means 10-1. If somebody pays on 10-2, they are delinquent and interest goes back to 7-1. So we're gonna stress that on the bill. There's no, you know, even though your taxes are due 7-1 and you have till 7-30 to pay them, in this case, they're due on 10-1, you must pay on 10-1. So we have, we have some language and we have to change the bills to make sure it pops. So I'm sharing this tonight just to create the framework and just kind of lay out for you what we're going into next Tuesday with as a backdrop for some major expenses. Um, that is all I have, Madam Chair, at this point. Okay, and as far as the budget itself, when can we get that into our hands, Keith? You'll, you'll have, uh, we have the system generated, Judy, you and I can work on the Excel conversion. And okay. We'll probably have it in their hands tomorrow night. Okay, so way before our Tuesday meeting, we will oh, have- abso absolutely, ma'am. Okay, all right. Um, the only thing, I don't know if this is the right place to do that. Um, let me see, let me read this thing. What kind of possible actions? Yeah, I don't want to. Um, I'm gonna hold mine to number 11. I think it falls into there without fooling anybody. Um, did anybody have any questions for Keith before we move on? Uh, yes, are, are, are we gonna be able to get hard copies of all this, Keith? I guess I've had a lot of people asking for that, Keith. Jim, I know, uh, Chris, Rose. Uh, uh, yeah, well, you know what we could do is we'll, we'll email it tomorrow night, Judy, after you and I convert it to Excel because there's some, you have to manipulate some of the cells. With the, and then I guess we'll throw them in the mail to people tomorrow. Okay. We'll just mail it to everybody. So, you know what I mean? Rather than cherry pick a list, we'll just send it to everybody. Yeah, just everyone be careful with it. Just, just think this is my copy because as we make changes, I'm going to ask you guys to make your changes on your copy. We're not gonna be doing this every week, okay? okay. And then those of you who want a, a spreadsheet, we'll always make that available as well. Okay, any other questions for Keith? Can, oh, I wanted to ask you, going back really quick to the thing, where are these solar panels gonna go? Um, 
the, the, there, there's a lot of discussion about that. Some discussion is on the roofs of the schools. Um, there's some new added potential at the roof at Hayden Fieldhouse. Um, that's where we are right now. Um, the idea of putting them on the ground, like on the middle school and whatnot, is, is they're easily shattered, you can easily shatter them. So while we are not responsible for maintaining them and, and repairing them, the third party that puts them in doesn't want to have rocks on them you know, all day, every day. So, so right now the plan is on roofs and we're navigating that through the state approval and through um, local approval. Um, and if they can't go on the roof, we're going to go back to the drawing board. But right now it's, the plan is on the school roofs. Okay, thank you, Keith. Keith, other than the corona delay, is there another reason why the uh, solar panel Did I lose Carlo or Try other, again, than, Carlo. other than the Corona reason? Is there other reasons why they've um, been delayed? Yes, Carlo. The, 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 the chain of events is that the coronavirus delay is only really the last two months. Prior to that, they were already about eight months behind. And that was a delay combined from Johnson Controls and within the city with approvals and agreeing where they go. Um, it was not as smooth as we would have thought. Um, but it's definitely, that was pre-corona. Then when they laid off or furloughed their, their labor force, that's caused the last two months, but we were already six to eight months behind Carlo prior to corona due to reasons at the state, reasons at Johnson Control, and internally we were debating where they go, how they go, who's gonna be responsible. Uh, so I think there's uh, um, some responsibility across the board on all parties involved to some degree. Okay, thank you, Keith. Uh, anything else? Okay, let's move on to uh, number 10. We have our guys here from the police department. And they're going to tell us all about their 2021 20, budget. Hi, Judy. Hi, everybody. Okay, so um, I, I normally take about an hour and a half to do this. I'm going to trim this way, way, way back. So for the new members on the board, right up front, um, I, I offer to you guys, I'm available all the time. I can go line by line with you. Uh, I'll do a separate uh, non-quorum Zoom if you'd like offline. Whatever you want, I'm at your disposal. If you have any questions tonight, let me know. But uh, I have the biggest budget in the city that you guys have control over. Uh, the Board of Ed is bigger, but they're, uh, they have their own board that they answer to. So uh, I'm going to pull up a couple of things quickly. And um, I'm gonna go quickly with the auxiliary police budget. And am I sharing that? Do you guys see that? Yep. <clears throat> okay, so uh, I'm just gonna go quickly line by line. It is a status quo budget. The auxiliary police are here. They're non-sworn. Uh, they supplement our regular police force. They're the reason why you can have a Memorial Day parade, fireworks, uh, those types of things. They come out on patrol once a week. Um, they uh, basically help us out. They do some uh, greenway patrols on bicycles, et cetera. So a lot of bang for your buck. And basically you have four lines, uh, instructor's wages, because we do train them to some medical levels and some basic um, <clears throat> crowd control, uh, vehicle control stuff. Uh, there's some administrative costs in their vehicle maintenance because they maintain a very small fleet. 
And then there's equipment, uh, there's uniforms, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, that has not changed. That budget was cut last year and it remains at the same level. Um, anybody have any questions on the auxiliary police budget? So they've been helping with the fireworks that I've been hearing over here for the last two weeks and it sounds like we're at war. Well, they're currently not coming out uh, because of COVID, but uh, we, we've got a lot of changes in our budget due to COVID. Um, and we've been working full shifts. So uh, just so the board is aware, uh, we have not been working any reduced hours. There's been some modified uh, working conditions, but not reduced hours. We've been working every every uh, minute that we're being paid for. So I was just being sarcastic. I'm yeah, sorry. no, and I just wanted to make that clear though. Okay. <clears throat> so are there any questions on the uh, auxiliary police budget? Yes, Chief, uh, Brian Capolo here. Yes. Uh, just had a question for you about this. Now, if we have a busier uh, summer, um, you know, we get through all this and the river walk is more congested, can that affect um, the payment of the auxiliary uh, needing more manpower, more staffing? So the auxiliary police are, are uh, non-paid, they're volunteers. So they're, they're similar to your volunteer fire department. Um, although they have no powers of arrest, they're there to actually uh, give the illusion that we have a larger police force and they're there to provide uh, some uh, some extra security. You know, they have radios, they have uh, marked vehicles. If uh, we have an um, officer that needs to clear a scene and they stand by for a wrecker or something like that and secure a scene, that's what they're really there for. So um, realistically, they, they can't supplant us. They just supplement us. Okay, thank you. Any other questions? Okay, I'm gonna drop out of this one and I'm going to share this. Okay, it's funny here, I don't see it on my end. Uh, do you guys see a slideshow? Okay. Okay. We're good. <clears throat> so very quickly, I'm just going to uh, hit a couple of quick slides as an overview. So the bottom line up front is our, uh, our proposed budget is 1.65% above our uh, adopted budget last fiscal year. We are not asking for any programmatic improvements. Everything is status quo. Our budget took cuts last year, as uh, most of the budgets did. We did not restore those budgets. We're requesting the same funding we received last year. And at the same time, what that's doing is absorbing a 2% general wage increase, both for sworn and non-sworn people. Uh, and those are collective bargaining agreement uh, requirements. So in essence, we're taking a constructive loss. 94% uh, of our budget is wages, and we're covering those general wage increases at 2% <clears throat> while only increasing the budget 1.65. So if uh, I just wanted to give you a, a quick budget history um, and, and I can provide this to you, I have tons and tons of charts and graphs and Excel spreadsheets. I'm not gonna put this up, I'm putting one thing up. Uh, if you see the, uh, the budgeting from uh, 2010 to proposed 2021, uh, the average increase annually is 2.38%, while our, gross, uh, our general wage increase has been 2.4%. So the department, although we've had our ups and downs, uh, and presented different budgets, <clears throat> we're still presenting our budget below the average general wage increase of what we've done over the uh, past few years. <clears throat> so for the newer people, um, 
everybody else has seen this before, but why does it cost so much to staff our department? Uh, contractually, we have minimum manpower requirements. So when somebody takes time off, I backfill at time and a half. Um, an interesting concept is the city of Derby is uh, self-insured for workers' compensation. So what that means is that when somebody gets hurt and there's a medical bill, the city of Derby pays that bill. When somebody gets hurt and goes out of work, that is shifted from a city burden to a department burden. So when somebody's out of work and they're disabled because of workers' compensation, I pay their wages, plus I backfill them at time and a half. So every person that's out costs me double time and a half. And that's something that's very, very hard to budget for. I actually have people out workers' compensation now. I'm down three individuals right now from full staffing levels. The other thing is we've never progressed to uh, civilian dispatchers. The trend in law enforcement is to civilianize. We were not successful because it was going to be too expensive in the last collective bargaining uh, agreement um, negotiations. So our dispatchers are still sworn officers. And then we've never actually reached the recommended staffing levels that we've been trying to get to for the last 10 years or so because it's never a good year. Face it, it's we're a municipal government and we never have surpluses. We never have a great year. Uh, every year is tougher than the next. So it is uh, uh, expensive to staff a police department. <clears throat> This is potential stuff that's coming up. So I'm going to be giving back and it's not uh, graciousness, it's just that we, we couldn't utilize the funds because of COVID. There are uh, community outreach programs that we couldn't provide because we're too far into the year and, and now because of social distancing, we can't do them. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going to be coming back and that's, that's free and clear returning to the city. There are two lines that are, are going to be interesting. I'm just kind of putting this out there. Police training wages, uh, 3100-110-0011, and overtime wages, 3100-120-0120. These are items that cover liabilities that exist. <clears throat> we have a duty to train our people. We maintain licenses and certifications, and we need our CEUs. Uh, we've been unable to train because of our social distancing, so there will probably be surpluses there. Now, we're working very, very tough to finish up what we can in the remainder of this fiscal year, but I anticipate uh, surpluses there. Uh, what happens is those obligations don't go away just because we move into a fiscal year. Although the uh, governor extended our certification expiration to the end of the year versus the end of the fiscal year, we still have a duty to trade. The second thing is overtime wages. Basically vacation time and time off has been non-existent. The way our vacation time works is it doesn't work on a calendar year or a fiscal year. It works on an anniversary year. So imagine if our fiscal year runs um, July through June and an officer has an anniversary date of August. They could technically take three weeks of vacation prior to August and three weeks of vacation after August and expend two years worth of vacation time in one fiscal year. That's unfortunately where we are right now is we have officers that have not been taking their time off because of COVID and that liability is going to run into the next fiscal year. So although there may be a surplus for the first time ever in overtime wages, we may have a liability that we have to backfill and we have to grant time off. So these are two lines that are, are, are kind of flexible. And if there's money that needs to be dropped down, I, I need to make sure that the tax board is aware that they might need to put it away somewhere in case I need it. And I, I don't know where that's gonna go right now. So that's just an anticipated issue. It's not asking for new money. It's money that exists in this current fiscal year, but it may need to be dropped down to 
cover expenses that exist. Those liabilities, those vacation days exist and the training hours exist and they, they have to be backfilled. So again, in, in summary, uh, we're 1.65 above uh, our request. Uh, we're status quo and we're probably gonna need some of those drop downs on, on those budgets. So I can, I can talk about questions now or I can just go very quickly line by line on any changes and you can just stop me, but it's pretty much a, a status quo budget. Uh, let me drop out of this. How many lines would you say have changes, Jerry? <clears throat> I can go very quickly through them and we'll stop on the ones that have them. So I'll, I'll pull that up for everybody so they can see it. So with the board, does that work for you guys? Everybody? That's good? Okay. Is that you, Sam? I haven't seen you for a while. What happened to you? It's scary. <laughs> okay, so uh, so just just so we uh, just so we have an idea that the top uh, everything up here is wages, and those wages are all controlled by collective bargaining agreements. So that uh, uh, the wages of a patrolman uh, start out, and then the wages of the higher rank are above that. So if the general wage increase is two percent. There's also some other stuff in there that are step raises as officers go from one pay grade to another. And then each progressive uh, pay grade uh, reflects on the other. So for example, the sergeants are X amount above the patrolmen, the lieutenants are X amount above them, et cetera. And then the chiefs and deputy chiefs wages <clears throat> are based off of that by charter. So uh, these are basically 2% raises. So as we go through police, uh, chief, Lieutenant is really the Deputy Chief, Detective, Detective Sergeant, Sergeant. Um, those wages are all just 2% increases. The officer terminal leave, <clears throat> the way that works is when an officer requests to, uh, to retire, if they have outstanding sick time, they can take a, a weekly paycheck for that time. That time actually has a cash value by the contract. And this is an officer that's on terminal leave and will continue to Although they're not working as a police officer with the department, they can work road jobs, et cetera, and they collect a weekly paycheck until they're officially retired. Uh, patrolman wages maintains a status quo staffing. Supernumerary wages, we only have two that maintain status quo. Police training, although uh, we have a, a wage increase, we did not request more funding. Outside work wages, uh, for those of you who are not aware, it's a pass-through account. It's uh, money that's, that's really not there. It's a placeholder. Uh, on day one, when people work construction jobs, road jobs, anything that's outside work, uh, while we're waiting for restitution from the vendor that's paying us, the officers have to be paid. So that's really just a placeholder. It's a pass-through account. It's not, ta it's not uh, uh, revenue as far as taxpayer money. Um, school traffic wages, we control the traffic uh, guards. Secretary services is contractual. Uh, differential wages is no increase, officer in charge, no increase. Sick time cash out um, is a contractual number that the officers request. Uh, community outreach wages, we're requesting the same amount as last year, no increase, even though that budget was cut last year. One second, Jerry. So like, if you look at your school traffic wages, um, What's happening with those kind of positions with the uh, school being out? So those positions are not being paid. So any surpluses are being returned to the city. Okay. <clears throat> so you're anticipating, yeah, a full one for next year, just as you had 
prior they have money left. Okay. Correct. Correct. Um, so clerical wages and janitor wages are so our overtime wages. Uh, we did not request an increase. Remember, every time we don't go up on that number, we get two percent less hours on that because we have a general wage increase of two percent. And although we're requesting the same amount of money, it, it goes not as far. Um, clerical wages, janitor wages are contractual. Uh, longevity wages is a contractual figure. FTO and color guard are stipends. You're going to be getting a lot of that money back because we didn't uh, do a lot of our ceremonial things, Memorial Day, parades, et cetera. Uh, administrative overtime, we, we talked about already. That's for our custodians and our administrative staff for snowstorms, that, that type of stuff. Uh, police commissioner's expenses for routine things. They have recording secretary fees for minutes for our meetings. Uh, our telephone account hasn't increased. Our air heat maintenance contract, we went to a, a different vendor, so there's some savings there. It's a reduction from last year. Copying machine, radio maintenance contract, that's something that goes up every year. Uh, we, we have this new radio system, uh, and uh, it's just getting more and more costly to maintain, and you can, you're going to see that across the board with all the, uh, the, the city radio systems. Telephone uh, service contract, we went with a new vendor, nearly cut that in half. For, for maintenance. So we're, we're trying to do our due diligence to, to be fiscally responsible. Yankee gas, you're gonna have some returns. We had a, a uh, warm winter this year and, and that comes back to the city, but we have to budget for an average winter. So no increases, water company. <clears throat> These are professional associations and the only change you'll have is this highlight here. Uh, the Connecticut Chiefs of Police Association is a professional organization that every chief in Connecticut belongs to. They increased their uh, membership rates after we submitted our budget. So our original increase is 675. Our new increase, our, our new request is 800. So it's, it's a couple hundred dollars. Um, contingency is exactly what it sounds like. No increase. South Central Com uh, Criminal Justice, no increase. Um, we have a slight increase in our police canine expenses, and that a lot of that has to do with the food that our, our uh, police canine has. So this is not animal control. This is not the dog warden, for example. This is a, a police canine that, that you know does patrolling and, and drugs and narcotics. Um, no increases down here. Education reimbursement, that's a contractual thing. Nobody requested tuition reimbursement um, this year, so that's a, a savings. Exams are for promotional exams. Um, we have to predict that we're going to have one because an officer can leave with literally no notice. And if it's a, a supervisor or a detective, a testable position, we have a contractual obligation to test within a window. Uh, police training and development. <clears throat> so here's where I'm going to put a disclaimer out. Last year was 12,700. We're requesting 16,500. The reason why we're requesting this is I have to budget for a worst case scenario. And that is the cost of an academy seat at the Connecticut Police Academy. Um, we hope never to use it. So if we can hire via a lateral transfer, that money will come back to you. And I have no, uh, I will not earmark any of that funds. So the 12,700 is literally for police training and development. If we need to send somebody to the academy, it's that extra money. If not, it's a contingency and it comes back to the city. So I have no intention of spending more of this. Um, so extinguisher repair hasn't changed. Police vehicle maintenance. 
Um, the only caveat I'll put on that is though, although we're not requesting a lot of it, we are running our vehicles very hard because every construction job that you see an officer on, um, people are hiring police cars. So we take in a cash amount and, and forward that on to the city, but our vehicles are running more and they need more vehicle maintenance. So if we're not gonna be cycling more in via capital plan, we might need to ask for more money in, in there. So that's just so you can balance capital requests versus uh, operating budget. Uh, traffic light maintenance is a contingency line. Generator maintenance is, is a, uh, a service line. Nothing is increasing. Police vest, this is a 50-50 cash match with the federal government. We were uh, on, a, on a rotation to replace our um, uh, ballistic vests for their, our police officers. Uniforms is a contractual obligation. Prisoner food is based on uh, pre previous use and when we uh, feed someone here that we're um, housing. Traffic signs, no increase. Department supply, no increase. Community outreach, again, we're projecting uh, same as before. Car radio repair, computer maintenance, all these lines are status quo. Ammo and firearms, EAP, uh, and our recorder service contract is slightly lower. So if you look at the bottom line, uh, it's it's 1.65. Uh, percent difference between those uh, those two lines, so it's it's a modest increase. How come the uh, dog food went up so much, Jerry? The what? Dog food. Dog food because our our dog is a prima donna, and uh, based on the breeder, it it needs fresh food versus our old old dog that used to eat um, dry food. Well, all right. <laughs> it's it's not just the dog food; it's also the Current training status of our canine requires um, we buy certain Connecticut certified drugs, if you will, that the dog can use to go through its training cycles, where previously we didn't do that. So that also is where that some of that money comes from. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So it's it's basically open for questions. If you anybody has any questions, if if uh, you want to delve deeper into these things and, and what these numbers are uh, uh, are for and why they're required and how it relates to the collective bargaining agreement. Like I said, for those members that that uh, are seeing this for the first time, I, I welcome you. Uh, I'm here. I'll do it on a call. I'll do it on a Zoom meeting. I'll pull everything up. I would normally schedule a, a in-person meeting, but I think this is the best we can do in these conditions. Questions, comments, concerns? Anybody? I think it's a very thoughtful budget, and uh, now I'm, I'm finally understanding because I've been wondering about all this corona stuff, what happens, and so it makes sense to stick to the same budget, but then we should be getting money back from, and not just your department, but from a few others that, so I don't know. How much in total, Jerry, would you say we're getting back <clears throat> the corona thing between it's, the departments that you put all together? Just the ballpark. I'm not looking for a hard. Yeah. Number. So, so I'm just going to rattle off some numbers, and and these are old numbers. So I'm going to kind of speculate. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so you're going to have some patrolman wages. We're anticipating just under fourteen thousand. Uh, police training wages is up in the air. So what we did here is uh, we modified our training from bringing everybody into a classroom to uh, doing some remote training. So we have limited officers coming in here. And, and training, so we're gonna see how much of that we can get done. Our initial thoughts were maybe about 15,000 coming back, but remember those police training wages may, if we can't get it done now, we need to may, need to roll it over. Uh, our community but outreach. 
training, police training during the contract negotiations, they we negotiated a certain amount of hours that they were going to give to us, right? Is that correct? How much how much savings did we get off of that? Because if we're going on a two percent increase and we're only increasing your budget by one point six, so so part that of that I estimated between uh, twenty to twenty five thousand dollars is is the give back from the union that that's happening in savings, and uh, if you looked at last year's budget, that's a reduction of twenty thousand dollars from our request from the previous year for training to this year and et cetera. Uh, you're going to have five or six thousand come back in in uh, community outreach wages, uh, honor guard three thousand, recording secretary uh, 800, 1800 in Yankee gas, uh, education reimbursement fourteen hundred, exams fifteen hundred, um, community outreach supplies fourteen hundred. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess thirty thousand, thirty grand plus. I hope that you know if if we're not spending money to spend money. Uh, we're spending and doing Corona expenses out of our budget and hoping that your guys are going to get reimbursed fully for that. And if we're not spending haphazardly, if, if there's no reason to spend this, this is all coming back. These are dire times for the city. So every penny of this is coming back and hopefully it's unanticipated uh, surpluses that, that can help our department or other departments or the city because these are unprecedented times. So. Okay, so given that your budget is uh, bottom line, it's pretty flat. It, it is absolutely we get those things back there's a little bit of a difference there but not very big so correct so so the only increases in here are literally contractual increases for wages and there's a couple of small minor blips like for example the the police canine went up a thousand dollars but in in a nearly four million dollar budget i mean that's you know it's pennies but, but it needs to fit the bill and, and, and match those expenses for the training for the training does this mean we're gonna have to do double training next year do we account for that or we're not sure about that yet so so i have to figure out where we sit at the end of this the, the training that we're doing right now is we're recouping hours that were owed to us by the union that we would have lost had we had not gotten to gotten to it and with that we may not have gotten to the point where we were paying for training so some of this training is money that's owed to us from the union members and some of this money is training that was going to be paid at a straight time rate above and beyond their normal uh, training hours so i'm up in the air as to how much we can get done because we really haven't trained since february and we do monthly training so here we are we're going into june and we've got four weeks to knock out you know four or five months worth of training Anything else for uh, the chief? We good, everybody? Like you said, you guys are very welcome because a lot of times it's not until later you think of like, oh, I wish I'd ask that. So please, uh, as he says, feel free to reach out. And well, he's pretty there. much at every one of our meetings anyway. He's always, yeah. he's always. Well, he used to be more. I think he trusts us a lot more now. <laughs> when I first took over, he was there. Either he or Eugene ahead of him or somebody was there. But I noticed you guys have been a little more trusting this year. Kind of like, okay, you guys are being good. There's not much left to take. <laughs> that true, uh, Jerry? Yeah, there's not much left to take. I mean, it's pretty much <laughs> what it is. Oh, my God. That's a low blow. Thank you so much. Okay, so we have got um, 
We have got, we're down to number 11. I think Keith kind of did number 11 up at number nine. So now we're going to kind of do number nine. Um, so questions. Uh, I just had one thing which, which I thought I was going to do on number, uh, number 12. 11 doesn't exist, but. I do. I have an 11. Are we on different things here? I might have the old agenda. Can I just throw one good. thing out there just because I was going to do it on number my number 11. Sure. Um, one of the things that, that we're, we're working with the Board of Ed on, and there was a group, um, it was Andrew, the Mayor, Dr. Conway, Mark Izzo, myself, Mr. Mayhew, um, Jimmy Gilday, Laura Harris. The, the governor issued an executive order, and in the executive order, one of his many executive orders, he put in an executive order that said that the uh, boards of eds and districts shall negotiate with the third party vendors for special education and for transportation. Now, the, the wording shall is, is important because it doesn't say you shall settle at a certain percentage or settle at a certain dollars. It just says you shall negotiate with them. And the, con the content of the executive order was to, uh, from an economic standpoint, to, to help give money to these transportation companies to sustain them so that they'll be fully operational when schools reopen. With that being said, uh, some towns went ahead and paid 85% uh, on the of the dollar that was owed from March till June, and they gave it to the bus company, and they said, okay, we're not going to give you 100% because you're not providing services anymore, but we're going to give you 85 to help you cover your overhead, some of your overhead, some of your labor, some of your uh, depreciation on, on the buses. Uh, the task force or, or the team that met on the city uh, had a different perspective. And, and the perspective was, listen, there's federal programs out there like the PPP for the bus company to apply for. There's unemployment that's modified its, its, its parameters and actually expanded the latitude of what dollar amounts and what people get. So unemployment was, was available for employees should they, they be placed on unemployment by the bus companies. So without getting into the details, because it is a negotiation between the Board of Ed and the, and the, the vendor, um, the feeling was no way should we pay 85% uh, on the dollar for services that are not provided. Now, keep in mind, the contracts that the Board of Ed had with the bus companies uh, were advantageous to us as the consumer because it said we pay per diem. So one can take the, the hardline approach that says, if it says per day and we're not going for 40 days, we shouldn't pay for the 40 days. And, and that would be a textbook read of the contract. Then some clarifying language came out from the governor's office about, you know, you should consider certain things, certain expense categories uh, for uh, paying some dollar amount towards the bus companies. And, and I, I want to compliment Mr. Mayhew. He, he had a very interesting perspective on, on what categories should be paid. In short, uh, Mark Izzo, we, everyone agreed, go back. It's not 80 cents on the 80, 80 cents on the dollar, but something less than that. The dollar amount we're talking about just for unexpended dollars from the Board of Ed to regular ed transportation and special ed transportation was half a million dollars. Now, while no one can commit that there's a promise of a quid pro quo that you save this, it goes to your next your budget next year. The thought was, hey guys, rather than give half a million away, settle on some percent of half of the million, let the balance drop down and let the tax board have some latitude or options presented for them, whether to take 
And it's your call, folks, but it's we want to give you some options. So if the if we get 250 back, you put the 250 in that special account you set up, which is for only special ed costs that are anticipated. You use the 250 to help offset some of the budgetary increases that they're asking for next year. There's a, a it's only good news if money comes back to the city. Um, so that is proceeding. And I think that's a resolution we have to have before you adopt the budget. Um, resolution between the Board of Ed and the city and these busing companies. So you know what is dropping to the bottom line this year to either help offset your special ed costs next year or, or if you so choose to use it to offset some of the budget increase. So that's going on right now. Um, and the flip side is we, you know, some, some bus drivers called uh, the state senators and said, you know, you should have Board of Ed, you should have Derby settle because I'm on unemployment. Well, okay, well that helps us because if you're on unemployment, the bus company can't say pay us for our employees to make sure they get compensation. They're already on unemployment. So the longer this goes on, the better we are in having a better bottom line to our, to our, our budget this year and help the Board of Ed next year. I say that because that's going to be a key element and it's going to be a key factor for you as a board to have in your hand as a card to help offset any of the board of ed increases for next year. So hopefully next Tuesday or the following Thursday, um, there'll be some information on the resolution between the board of ed and the, and the bus company uh, to, to resolve that requirement to shall negotiate with the bus company. So that's the only thing, Judy, I wanted to add that that's going to help. It's another variable, guys, which could be half a million, a quarter million dollars to help you with next year's budget. Thank okay. you. Thank you, Keith. So from the board, I need to know. So more or less, we're going to say we've got at least six more meetings starting on May 26. That's going to be the day after Memorial Day. I don't know if that's a problem. So Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday through June 11th. We might be done. We might need to tack on another one or two, depending on what happens. Uh, does that pretty much work for everybody? Does anybody have a problem okay the next thing would be who more so obviously we're going to see the schools and i guess keith that's going to be tuesday or thursday next week do we know for sure or? uh tuesday dr conway and the board of ed will be there ma'am tuesday on the 26th okay They'll start so off tuesday. we have time at least one other meeting uh maybe not that day maybe that day maybe the 28th what is your pleasure on talking to some of these other departments? Do you need to talk to them if they don't have any increase in their budget? Or what do you want to do? Because we can we can get people in here on one meeting and say, okay, that's your night. Get them in on Zoom and give them 10 minutes, you know, if if that's your pleasure. What what do you guys want to do? Madam Chair, can I just add Tuesday we'll also bring the medical carrier in because we oh, want you guys to be apprised of this seven million dollar exposure you have and fully understand medical. So they're gonna be right after the board of it on Tuesday. I apologize, ma'am. Okay, so Tuesday's gonna be a pretty full, pretty full deal. And that's we're I assume we're starting always at seven. Uh you guys can pick six. It's not been it's not been posted, so it's up to the pleasure of the board. Okay. So you're liking the Tuesdays and Thursdays, or at least they're okay. Uh you wanna go six, six thirty or seven? How many people are good with six? Or is it too early for some of you? Six works. Six works? For me. Anybody anyway. six too early for? You want to go for that? And then assuming also sometimes it may take us a while to get going. So, okay, let's try six then. Nobody's commuting? <laughs> no? 
And some people do. I know my son Elias, he's going to into Columbia a few times a week. So not that Madam he has Chair. much traffic to contend with. Okay, Madam so, Chair. Huh? Yes. We're not meeting tomorrow, right? No, we're not meeting until okay. now Tuesday the twenty-sixth. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we're gonna try six o'clock. Starting Tuesday the 26th, we're going to have uh, the Board of Ed budget, and we're going to have our medical carrier, since we're self-insured, come and talk to us about what our exposure and such is there. So my question to you is who else, and we've had the police tonight, uh, which will have spoiled you because they're the most organized, but the others are good. Who else do you guys want to talk to? We know, Keith, since you've seen the budget before me, which other departments we have with an increase? Um, I do. Above 2%. I don't want to guess. Why don't I email you when I look at it again? Because some departments, in fairness to them, did come in in the last two days and reduce their, their requests. So I, I've lost track. Let me look at it tonight and email you first thing in the morning. Okay. Then you guys be thinking about it. And then when we meet Tuesday, then maybe give me an idea. I'll let you know. Or we'll actually, we'll have the budget in our hands by then. So come prepared Tuesday uh, to see who you would like to talk to, if anybody, and then we can set that up. Okay? Fair? Okay, so we're getting you a budget. By what's the worst case, Keith, that we can get them a budget? They'll have it tomorrow night. The the, the only thing that I, when they look at it, and I'll put some, some footnotes, is I left the tax collection rate at the current mill rate and the current dollars. So they could see the variance between revenues using the current mill rate and expenditures with the updated budget. So they, okay. will have this, they will have this by tomorrow evening once you and I convert it to Excel. Okay. Now I've got the Board of Assessment Appeals tomorrow, so I probably won't be very helpful. But uh, I'll bang it out by, they'll have it by 7. Okay. So we're going to send out a spreadsheet and then you're going to print those and then get those distributed too? Yes, ma'am, by mail. Okay, very good. So everyone, tomorrow is Thursday. Everyone by Friday, Saturday, you should have a budget you can start looking at, right? Anything, any other questions or anything about the budgets in general? Because that would fall under our number, uh, our number 11 here or nine. Everybody good? You guys feeling a little more comfortable? I hope with this format, I've heard quite a few of you have reached out to say you don't think that this is going to be very good but this went pretty well tonight i thought yep see jerry likes <laughs> sam you look so funny <laughs> i didn't know you had a beard it just was frightening judy? i want to get a picture like mark and i'm just gonna put my picture up there. judy Drew. i can address the board for one second Pebbles if I can just, address Pebbles. Pebbles wants to know how she gets $3,000 worth of dog food next year. Well, she's a good girl. You're too small, Pebbles. You blow up. I'm sorry. She's got to work with PD. Oh, yeah. She needs to do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they say certain drugs make you hungry. So just, just hearsay. Um, <laughs> we're all good? Okay, do I hear a motion to turn? Uh, a motion. Motion by Sam to adjourn at 921.